Hi everybody. I'm recording after a while because well I've been fucked in the head. <laughs> um yeah. This is actually the first one that I'm recording from my apartment. I came here last night without telling anyone at home. I just ran. Since I'm, I had everything over here already, so I didn't really run. I just took whatever I needed and I came. Except for money, so I'm kind of broke. <laughs> and I have a few plans coming up, so I don't know what to do. Uh, I'll see, I'll probably postpone or try to get some tomorrow. Either way, though. Mm. So I'm here and... You know, I had an interesting conversation today. It's got me thinking about the point of everything and that nothing really has any point, so why go through anything? I mean, I've been down for quite a while. I don't know really. I don't feel down. I don't know what I fear anymore. It's, it's weird. I used to think that there was a purpose and you know I'll do this and this is what will happen and then this and then that and I had a plan and I don't really have any plan anymore and I do have a plan now I just made one like a couple of weeks ago it's a bit grim but I think it's really fun Grim and fun go together. That's something that people have a hard time accepting. But everyone needs to keep an open mind. So, anyway. What I wanted to talk about was football. More specifically, English football. Something that I've been yapping about since March. Maybe since the possibility since the possibilities uh, have become real that we could have an all english final i've been calling it since so many weeks now that oh fuck you it's going to be an all english final i'm telling you brexit and you know in england is just saying fuck you to the rest of europe in all ways possible now uh even in even in Europe Nigel Farage's Brexit party is going to win the EU elections for England from England and the Brexit party is uh and it sounds a weird name but Nigel Farage is actually leading in polls in the preliminary like I don't know what they call it but he's leading in polls and um there's going to be a no deal brexit which is that basically the europe can fuck itself for all england cares and that's amazing according to me <laughs> brexit is a good thing for you, for england i'm actually happy about that since all the products that europe makes england doesn't really make a lot of things england is a consumer in a way to a lot of goods so the european market essentially only restricts england while it protects the rest of europe it restricts england since uh, england doesn't really produce any goods of its own not a lot they have a lot of secondary and tertiary industries but not no but barely any primary ones 
which are situated in the rest of Europe, and the prices in the rest of Europe, thanks, uh, are high, and due to a protected market, uh, there's a lack of competition, which is why England suffers. I mean, the Europe suffers as well, but they produce it, so you know they're like, ah, oh, well, win some, win some, lose some. So England essentially only win by getting out, which is good. It's amazing, actually. It'll also be good for English football, I believe. I mean, English football is already good. Like, when you look at Burnley, you tell they all voted out. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Burnley, I like to call Burnley as Brexit FC. They're just such a core English team. All non-flair, like, not so technical players. All British, very English, very English actually, Burnley. But yeah, an all English final in the in both the European competitions. Uh, Spurs, I believe, will win the Champions League because it'll be a you know. I think they're a team that has improved a lot and if they don't win, it'll just be too much. I really want Spurs to win the Champions League and Arsenal to lose the Europa League final because then Spurs will have won a European trophy before Arsenal. That sounds amazing to me. So yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm actually sending a text as I type, as I say, so uh, it's kind of, uh, I'm in two heads, but yeah, yeah, so that's sorted now, so sorry for the pause, yeah, pause, bro, you'll get it if you watch PewDiePie on, on Mogs, actually, <laughs> but yeah, basically. I've been waxing about this whole thing about, about Spurs since Manchester United don't do any, anything good anymore so I have to cling on to a better club to some extent like yeah yeah I like Spurs <laughs> as well I mean they're a good team they, they, they have an underdog factor to them <laughs> uh, no, no but seriously Spurs how can anyone hate Spurs if I ask my fans Spurs are really was a really good team uh, they haven't they aren't built on a mega budget they, they haven't they don't have any past reputation to cling on to as well they've literally just bought players on the cheap and developed them they are they are like uh, utopia for football however it's not going to last anymore they pay very low wages and some players are going to leave either way. I'm predicting. I'm predicting Danny Rose will go. 
at the end of the season. If Spurs don't win anything, then I think even I've heard rumors that Christian Eriksen might be going to Real Madrid, but I don't think Eriksen will suit Real Madrid. Or rather, Real Madrid will suit Eriksen because Eriksen is really good quality, but at the same time, I don't know. He just he just has, he just not flashy enough for Real Madrid. But then again, so so is. Tony Cruz and Luka Modric and flashy but I think Eriksen was a flair player yeah I mean as in now I don't really know what I'm talking about half the time I just don't think the uh, personality of Real Madrid goes with Eriksen you know he doesn't seem like a fit to the club Spurs uh, I, I, I remember 2012 when he used to play for Ajax he absolutely tore some team up I don't remember which team it was but he like scored like a, like two goals and assisted and like one or two other goals or something I think it was Manchester City only I'm, I'm not sure it was, one of, it was like a decent enough club Manchester City 2012 like they had they were pretty decent in 2012 Everybody, nobody thought of them as a great team until they actually won the league. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, I remember that uh, City made an offer for Ericsson to Ajax. And Ajax accepted it, but Ericsson rejected it like the next day only because he said that he wants to continue his development at Ajax and ended up joining Spurs I think one or two seasons later did Ajax come from bail money I think he came from the Gareth Bale 100 million as well I'm not 100% sure but I think he came from the Gareth Bale 100 million yeah, 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 he can only get it behind a million. Yeah, fuck yeah. But goddamn, has Ericsson been good for Spurs? In FIFA 14, oh yeah, wait, he came in 2013 the year. In FIFA 14, I always, 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 always make it a point. I, I used to play FIFA 14 on mobile, like when they actually had the, the ability to play seasons and everything on mobile I think it ended up with FIFA 15 only, I'm not sure but in FIFA 14 I used to in, in career mode I used to take PSG like back when they had Ibra prime Ibrahimovic like Ibrahimovic at its best at his best the lion like the real, you know, the, the the god version of Ibrahimovic. That one and Cavani, and they also had Thiago Silva in his prime. They had Davies. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, they had a couple of shit players here and there, but I remember the I remember the one thing I used to always play whichever club I used to play with. I didn't play Manchester United, obviously, uh, with Van Persie, Rooney, Hernandez, and everyone. Uh, uh, it was a good time, and I loved the game. It was a great game. But yeah, I used to play with 
like whichever team I used to play with, I used to the first thing I used to do in the game was to buy Christian Eriksen because he was so baller in FIFA 14. FIFA 14 Christian Eriksen like in career mode his potential even in PS3, FIFA 14 PS3, FIFA 14 came in PS4 as well. But in PS3 I used to be 14 in in the this video game cafe is in Klo. Beside my home. It's closed now, it doesn't work anymore. It, it doesn't operate anymore. It closed like a f- couple years ago. Before I got my PS4 I believe. Or after. Definitely before I got my PS4, yeah. It, I, I used to frequent that place till like when I was in school a lot. I used to love going there. I, I, if I played FIFA and as well as I do now, if I play FIFA, then I think I would have done better. But then again, I think I play well, but I get beat here and there a lot. The only part of my game in FIFA that lets me down is my finishing. My build-up play is pretty good, I think. My finishing, well, it's always been my finishing. I panic in front of goal. I don't have composure. That's the problem. But like on certain days, I'll just ball out. Like score five goals in a game or something. Part. <laughs> I beat part 5-0. <laughs> One game. <laughs> mm. It was the last game FIFA I played. After that, I've been playing Dead Redemption 2. Actually, that evening, I began, began playing Dead Redemption 2. And then I played FIFA with part. And watched Manchester United get beat by City. Talking about football is fun, but then it eventually comes to Manchester and that really kills my mood. As much as I love the club, I've grown, I've, I've begun to like just despise talking about it anymore. I'm like, I, I can't be bothered now, what the fuck? Because everything that happens is so negative. I know it's part of a cycle that eventually a positive will come again, but I don't see the point of going through a negative for that. I'll be like, yeah, well miss me with that shit I'll be here back and when things are better again make the club great again make United great again Muga <laughs> Muga but anyway yeah Spurs 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 I, I, I really rate Spurs I rate Pochettino a lot I rate Spurs with Kane because I read Kane but I read Spurs without Kane a lot more because they have one thing that they lack with Harry Kane that is unpredictability Spurs without Kane a lot more dangerous because you don't know what they will do (laughs) but Spurs with Kane are a completely different beast however Spurs without Kane with Laurenti are even better because you know that way Lucas Moura moves up to striker for some reason Lucas Moura has those one touch layoffs and he does them a lot better than Kane maybe because Kane knows he has more to his game more as uh, Fernando Lorente 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 is uh, like a bit limited and he knows that and he accepts it he just plays it on to Sun and 
Lucas. But I think Pochettino expects more of Kane. Doesn't expect shit out of Lorente. Which makes me think, where the fuck is Vincent Janssen? <laughs> if before Vincent Janssen, they also had that guy. Uh, Soldado, I believe. Who was really good for for some club in Spain. I think Valencia or Sevilla. It's always one of Valencia, Sevilla or Villarreal. Nobody else comes from anywhere except for that Lucas Hernandez or, Lu- or whatever his fucking name is. Uh, Lucas Perez from Deportivo La Coruña who came to Arsenal and who wasn't played a lot and he scored whenever he was played. That that was the fun part of it. He was quick. Everyone was raving on him but he was a panic signing. Deadline day panic buy. Deadline day panic buys rarely ever do work. Whenever I think of a deadline day, it always reminds me of the legendary deadline day by Arsene Wenger in 2011 when he bought five players in a single day. One of them was Yossi Benayoum. Fucking hell, that, that buy was so, so weird. In a lot of ways, United are the new Arsenal. Uh, I, I don't know what I'd rather be. Like, what is worse? Being the new Arsenal or the new Liverpool? Because the new Arsenal is you are perpetually in a constant state of being bang average. Or Liverpool, where you're in a state of being uh, sometimes above average, sometimes under average. Like most times under average and a lot of times average. Like not the current Liverpool. I'm talking about the twenty years that the title Liverpool twenty years without no hope Liverpool, you know. The post nineteen ninety one Liverpool. The one under Graham Sunis's management. <laughs> mm. But yeah, basically, so I don't know what I would prefer because Liverpool at one point had Stuart Downing and Jose Enrique and some guy called Wisdom. It was American, I believe, I'm not sure. And Liverpool have had some really banter players play for them. Like they were perpetual banter FC a couple years ago, I remember. What fucking hell? The way Liverpool have turned around. I think every club can only do as well as its owner. The man in charge wants it to do on the pitch like United the problem with us is that we are doing so well off the pitch that our club doesn't believe that we need to do well on the pitch that we can just ride on our past successes and on our reputation but it has been proven that it doesn't work now there's some new sort of campaign coming out called unfollow man United so that because you know uh, if we like the club paying bad the club play 
the club play bad football it doesn't matter ed woodward and the glazers aren't really bothered so if you want to hit at the glazers you want to make our voices heard we'll have to hit them where it really matters and if that is on their wallets and on the club's expense so be it it's like hitting a child to ensure that he does better because you know it's going to hurt him in the in the short term but in the long term it's a better option it might eventually fuck up big time but then hey at least woodward is not to blame we know we fucked up that's better than someone else fucking up you know at least he won't be as frustrated as we are because you know letting underhill go is probably the worst mistake that woodward has made i'm i'm shocked i'm appalled at this decision I, he is a humble youngish player who has always stood up to any challenge he was the player of the year a couple seasons ago what the hell is wrong with edward world what the frick guys so anyway i'm Chelsea. Uh, every time I talk about a club, it eventually leads me to a facet, a particular part of United that I connect. That you know, these two clubs have in common. So yeah, Chelsea. So erratic. Chelsea fucked up because of. Sorry, I I was just yawning. Yeah. Chelsea fucked up because of Antonio Conte. Not that Conte was a shit manager, but that Conte, in his infinite wisdom, decided to let go of Diego Costa. Diego Costa was such a good coup for Chelsea when he came from Atletico after that monstrous season he had in 2013-14. Where Atletico Madrid really missed him in the Champions League final after he got substituted off in six minutes or twelve minutes. I mean, Simeone made him undergo that horse placenta shit, something treatment for his knee, but it didn't quite work out. So Atletico had to. So you know, Atletico then sold him to Chelsea along with I think Felipe Luis or Felipe Luis transfer didn't work out, so he went back to Atletico the next season itself. That's what Chelsea do. If a player doesn't work, they sell in the next season. If this doesn't work out, and he's gone, like they value short-term success and they are quick to act as well. The manager Mary got under Chelsea. It's kind of embarrassing, but hey, they have gotten better results than us in the last few seasons. So uh, who am I to blame it? I think the manager Mary got on works. You know, don't give a manager three-year contract and don't talk about building a long-term team. Chelsea never speak about long term. They buy a hundred players and send them on loan. How the fuck do they manage to do that? <sighs> also, where is Roman Abramovic? Chelsea's money has dried up. It seems there's some thing that the British government has done, which has led to Abramovic having to leave. England. 
some financial shit is happening at Chelsea. It's God knows, but if I were Chelsea fan, I wouldn't be too optimistic, considering that both of Costa's successors, Morata and Pigwain, have been flops, utter massive flops. Pigwain hasn't done shit since he's arrived. Wolves, on the other hand, have have one of the Premier League's un- best cheap strikers in Raul Jimenez. I mean, 30 million in the modern day market is cheap when Christian Pires are talking about selling Zaha for 70 million on, or above. 30 million for Raul Jimenez is very cheap. Like, Raul Jimenez is a very good player. I am. I wouldn't have him at United as a lead striker. But I haven't had him in the squad. Like, Jimenez in the, as a squad player, as a second striker. I wouldn't mind that. He's been very good for Wolves. Aguero has been really good for Manchester City. Like, Aguero actually makes me a bit, like, I'm jealous. I'm really jealous regarding Aguero. Ferguson had a chance to sign him, but he thought 35 million for Aguero was a bit excessive. not hard to make Ferguson's transfers look bad but nobody could have predicted it was good when he came everybody knew that but nobody could have predicted that he would be good consistently for this long Sergio Aguero is having a sort of renaissance I would say but I don't recall him ever having you know dipped in form I remember City had. I love how City are also very ruthless with their transfers. Pep Guardiola came and they shipped out Martin Demichelis because Rashford nutmegged him and they sold him. After he didn't play after that and they sold him in that summer. That was his last game for Manchester City when Rashford uh, was running at the City defense and Rashford nutmegged Martin De- Demichelis to score. Uh, opposite Joe Hart and that was the last game what a what a last game to feature in that was Ashford's first season too that was in 2015 that was I think before Pep Guardiola's first season Pep Guardiola had been announced by then I believe That was Pellegrini's last season. But yeah, they sold Demichelis. Mangala was out on... Mangala has been out on loan ever since Guardiola has arrived. Since he could, hasn't been able to sell him. They sold their fullbacks. Whose name I can't even remember. Except for Kolarov maybe. Oh yeah, they also had Gael Clichy. And they also had Bakari Sanya. Yeah, they had these two Arsenal players. What if they have a right back? Because all of these three are left backs. 
are not wrong. Fuck City has such. Oh yeah, they used to play James Milner, but he was number seven and he used to play midfield. So who used to play right back? Hmm. Fuck, I can't remember. Like, if I check it online, it'll be super obvious. But I can't seem to remember at this time. Kyle Walker is, was a very good right back. The city board. He's very good defensively and offensively. But city mostly attacking the left wing, which I find really admirable. Given that Benjamin Mendy is injured every time, this still attack via the left side with Arma uh, Bissak. No, no, no. What do they have? What does Fulham City have? Zinchenko, yeah, fuck. What am I talking about? Bissaka. I have one Bissaka on my mind because I want him at United. Uh, James Forrest of Celtic in front of him, one Bissaka on the right. Kieran Tierney from Celtic on the left. Uh, Luke Shaw as his deputy. Left wing, I want uh, Rashford, Amarashiar, and striker. I want a quicker, faster striker. A quicker, stronger. Quicker and more agile striker than Lukaku, I would say. Lukaku is very strong, but he's like a bus. A bus has got a lot of horsepower in its engine, but because it's like a because it is a bus, it can't go fast. <sighs> I've been yawning a lot today. I apologize. Um. I'm too lazy with recording these also. I'm really lazy with everything. I don't want to do anything anymore. I just want to fiddle away. It's a Thanos snap happened in reality and I would be trying to dust that, that like welcome and be like, I feel very good about this. No consequences for my bad actions. Yippee. But my god, everything is so difficult now. Football as well. Watching football is difficult. This video, everybody knew, was going to eventually circle up to me discussing United's transfer targets, which I hope involve. Um, what's a fucking. Yeah, Fordis, Tyranny, Wan-Bissaka, not Sancho. I don't believe in Sancho is ready yet. He needs to come back to England to play for, I think, Spurs or Southampton before us. One of these better clubs, preferably Spurs. There, you know, he can actually, like, see what he's made of. The United right wing is completely dead. Mm-hmm. I'm also kind of sleepy right now. It give you it's like not not even ten, or just ten if it is ten. I'm too lazy to press the button also on the phone. I'm I'm very sleepy, man. Fuck. It's unusual for me to be sleepy at this time, considering I haven't had my medication. So that's what's making me sleepy. Uh, 
I miss my medication today, but I'm also out of money right now. Oh, fuck me. So yeah, Liverpool. I'm jealous of Liverpool. I like Mohamed Salah since he played well against us for Brazil in 2011-2012. Mohamed Salah, it was Shakiri and it was Alexander Fry. F-R-E-I, Fry. Fry, if you will. Like Sire. But not Fire.
Anyway, how much time have I recorded for? Uh, fuck, it's 10.30. Have I slept for a while, bitch, man? I'm a bit... Irritated though. Oh, I'm so sleepy. I'm forgetting mid sentence what I was talking about. This is a problem. But basically, coming back to the topic, first topic, English football is dominating the scene for the next four years. I will. And I think England can win the World Cup 2002, 2022. But wait to see what they do in the Euros before that. If they play good football in the Euros, I think they will win the World Cup two years after that. They have a young squad which has some good experienced players as well. Like James Milner and Henderson. But I think Henderson won't play in the World Cup two seasons onwards. But you know, they can do with like some experienced players. Harry Kane, I think now can be called, can be called experience. He's been there for a while. But yeah, I think English football will dominate the football season, football scene for the next few years. They have a young team, and I think they're gonna do very well. Well, 